Welcome back to the Authentic Online Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Gray, and today I'm joined by my friend and fellow creative, Jennifer Sakata, as we talk about the power of organizing thoughts to create unique and appealing content to grow an Instagram and email marketing platform. Discover how Jennifer overcame creative overwhelm and found a balance in her weekly schedule to prioritize her writing passion. We'll discuss the challenges of perfectionism that we all struggle with and the value of consistency in building an audience. Plus, you'll hear about Jennifer's journey in building an email list, which led to a successful 10-day prayer challenge. And you'll be inspired by her authentic approach and practical takeaways gleaned from Authentic Online Marketing School. Jennifer Sakata is a speaker and author who nurtures growth at the center of real grace and real life. Her winsome joy motivates busy women to slow down and live a kinder, gentler, more grace-filled life. And now, listen in. Welcome to Authentic Online Marketing with Ruthie Gray. Growing awareness for your blog, podcast, book, or product involves more than dancing to reels and yelling, buy my thing. This show models quality over clamor so you can put your spin on your message and market in a way that feels authentic to you because nobody wants to sound like an infomercial. And now, here's your host, Ruthie Gray. Welcome, Jennifer. I'm so happy you're here with me today to share with our listeners how you get your message across on Instagram, how you've crafted it, how you've honed it, how you've built your following and started building your email list with confidence. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Ruthie. I'm so glad to be part of this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. It's been great already. (laughs) I know. We had a few words beforehand. A little pre, yes. <laughs> Good warm up. There are two things I want to talk about today. Number one is how, as a Christian creative, you were able to translate your theme of real grace for your real life into something tangible that you could offer to attract your ideal target Instagram audience and subsequently email subscribers. You're passionate about the grace. And I remember when you joined Authentic Online Marketing School and we had to work on your copy and your messaging. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you had to work through. To begin with, grace, it is at the foundation of being a follower of Jesus, but it is about as nebulous a concept as they come in some ways. Well, we all know we're supposed to be grace filled people, but what does that actually look like when your kid is still gathering all their things and they were supposed to be ready 10 minutes ago and the bus is leaving and you're about to lose your mind. What does grace look like then? Or when you forget an appointment like I did earlier today and the voices of shame and why did you do it that way? And why didn't you do it that way? When all those things come tumbling in, what does it look like to be gracious to yourself in that moment? When I first started with AOMS, people would ask me, well, what do you mean by grace? And I realized that not only is grace a bit nebulous for my listeners, but it was for me too. 
And that's part of what I love so much about AOMS is because you and the people in our community asked me the hard questions. Well, what are the pain points for a person who lives a graceless life? Well, we regret the things that we say. We wish we could take back words that we can't. What would it look like for a person to live in grace when they have missed an appointment? Identify the lies we've just been telling ourselves and feeding ourselves and instead replace them with the truth of God's word or the truth that comes through being in community with other people who also know God. I had to wrestle with what grace looks and means just like anybody else did. And then part of the translating process is what we did together in AOMS, where I was able then to think, well, if a pain point is regretting what I've just said, and I can't take those words back, what kind of a tool do I need to offer someone else who can relate to that? Mm-hmm. And I remember a conversation we had, Ruthie, uh, I didn't have an opt-in initially. I had lots of ideas but I didn't have anything. And you said, what if instead of blah, 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 what would the grace response look like? And that began this big, great conversation that created my current opt-in, which is 10 ways to grow in grace. Instead of losing your patience with the customer service person on the other end of the line, think through the fruits of the spirit and pick one that you want to respond with in this call. And so I have this freebie that I offer to my people. Instead of this, try this. And they're all rooted in scriptures. And they seem to be helpful to people. I do now and again hear from people. Oh, I'm so glad I have my list. I've been looking at it again today. I picked a new one. My kids spilled milk the other day. And I immediately went into mode where, why did you spill the milk again? Well, instead of doing that, I slowed myself down. I got to where they were. We cleaned it up together and talked about how to do it the next time. That's grace in real life. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think we need practical helps to understand what that might look like. That's an opt-in that I offer. And that came as a result of our conversation together, trying to make this big theological concept more practical for our ordinary everyday lives where we need it. I remember distinctly that conversation. The whole point of an email opt-in or lead magnet, whatever you want to call it, is to get people on your email list so that you can have a regular email with them, dialogue with them. In order to do that, you have to give them something tangible that they want. We have this conversation a lot in class. The easy default for a Christian creative is to offer as a download, 10 verses for walking in grace or something like that. That's the easy default. But people do not want to give up their email easily anymore for good reason, because we are inundated with all kinds of email every day, largely from unwanted sources. And so we are very selective with giving our email out. It has to be something that people can actually use. You got that down. And I remember us working through your welcome series, being able to get all that nailed down to where, because a lot of times when we read our words, we think it makes sense. But when someone else goes through it and reads it, they're like, well, maybe could you make this clearer? Because we're so close to our work and we're so married to it, especially as a creator. 
and we're very perfectionistic. And so we tend to also just hang on and hang on and hang on and and not really mm-hmm, get out mm-hmm. into the universe, right? Because we've had some conversations about that, right, Jennifer? Mm-hmm. The other part of it is not only do we hang on and hang on, but because we've spent so much time thinking about it, we think everybody else understands it the same way that we do. What's something that we have figured out, maybe a tip or um, a practice that has become a regular habit for us, not everybody has figured that out yet. And so that's that place where from the class, I grew in confidence that I do have something that I can offer people that is useful, that they would want, that they can turn to. I'm working on a freebie right now that has to do with prayer. Well, that has come largely as a result of the response that I've received from my listeners and my readers. Mm -hmm. Because now what that tells me is, This is hitting a need that people have. So I'm in the process of creating something that I already know people want because again and again and again, when I put out a reel that includes a prayer or a newsletter that includes a prayer, the feedback I get from people is, thank you. I've never learned to pray like this. Mm -hmm. Will you show me more? I remember when you first started you said, well, how do I know what people want? Do you remember that conversation? I how do, do I know? And so mm-hmm. you got from there where you yeah. were just beginning to build your Instagram to here. Like you said, you are getting follower engagement and response to what you're putting out. And then you're getting email subscribers that are writing back and saying, thank you. Tell us, how did you get from there to here? How did you know what they wanted? I would sum it up as organizing, organizing my mind around what is it that I'm offering? What is my brand? Not just my colors or what it looks like, but at the end of the day, what makes my message unique and attractive to somebody else? And it was those ongoing conversations that we would have trying to dig deeper into what's practical. I am a creative with way more ideas than I can ever put into practice. And so most of what I think about ends up in a journal somewhere and it's not going to be a reality. There's just too much in my head to do all of those things. But I now have a filter that I did not have before AOMS that allows me to decide, is this part of the message that God has given me to equip the people in front of me or around me or her listening in. And if it is not part of that real grace for your real life message, then it goes away. It filters out and it's just not what I'm going to spend my time on. So part of the organizing organizing for me is thinking through, does this fit the message that God has given me to share with people out there? Secondly, I have done some literal organizing of my week. It used to be that I would wake up and think, oh, what am I going to do today? And I would spend half the day trying to organize and figure out what I'm doing today. Well, today's Thursday. So today is the day that I write my very rough draft of my newsletter, which will go out on Tuesday. Now I'll come back to it on Monday morning and I will finalize. But today is the day that I put my ideas together about what people are going to get on Tuesday morning. Sometimes I get it all finished on Thursday. Almost never do what does that happen. But I know that when I come back to work on Monday morning, that's what I'll be working on is finalizing my newsletter. 
I've also picked a day. Tuesday is my writing day. On Tuesdays, that is my priority. And so I may have seven things on my list, but writing is at the top of it. Cleaning my house is not. You come to my house on Tuesday and you're going to get a messy house. I'm not cleaning my house on Tuesday because that's not my priority. So in order to get from where I was to where I am now, I had to literally organize my week a bit and decide what chunks of time am I going to use for writing? What chunks of time am I going to use for cleaning out photos? I have way too many photos. But that's part of my speaking and writing is images. I need time to go through those images and to clean things out that I'm not using anymore. So it's organizing the week. And then lastly, I would say, it's been about adjusting my expectations. We've all heard that before. But the truth is, for creatives, our expectations tend to be living at the mile high level. Through the roof. They are. We want it to look great, to sound great, to be great. And sometimes it's just about showing up. Mm-hmm. And I have found this year in some with you that it's the discipline of showing up. Mm-hmm. This is going to make me cry. <laughs> it's the discipline of showing up and doing the work mm-hmm. that leads to greatness that God blesses. It's not something we get because we snapped our finger and we figured it out really quickly or easily. It's that every day showing up doing the work. And as we do it, we discover, oh my gosh, I think I know what grace looks like. I think I know how to talk to somebody else about this. I, I think I know what somebody who is feeling a graceless moment has taken over might need to pause and start again. And all that came from consistently showing up, mm-hmm. doing the work. And putting out some not so great stuff sometimes, but I think that's where we find the grace gold. It's when we keep showing up. Yes. And showing up consistently on Instagram and in your email. Like I remember so many times you said, Ruthie, I'm going to make this, but should I do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and it's not good enough. And I said, Jennifer, Where is the easy button? What is the easiest thing you can do? Don't Mm -hmm. sit on this forever. And that's what newer Instagrammers want to do. They want to be perfect. They want to put out perfect content that's perfectly curated or, or they're afraid they don't look like they should look on camera or we're just so hard on ourselves. I remember you wrestling with a lot of this, learning that just showing up doing something, even if it's not perfect, like you would come to class and you'd say, well, I did a reel today and none of the captions were in there, but whatever, I did it. And and that happens to everybody. But the thing is, mm-hmm. no one else really cares. Like we're the ones that care the most. But the thing mm-hmm. that makes the most difference is showing up consistently. And that's how you got where you are now. At first, absolutely. At first, you asked me, you said, how do I, how do I get my audience? Well, you've gotten your audience by showing up and leaning into community. And one of the mantras here that we have is community grows opportunity. And you have leveraged our own Instagram community well in our trainings. I know that you have taken one of the things that I teach in Authentic Online Marketing School, and that is do an email challenge. 
Well, it took you a long time to work up the nerve to do this and to get to where you could. But once you did the challenge, you knew what people wanted because you had been showing up. So tell us a little bit about that challenge that you you figured out. Well, that's circling back to the prayer freebie that I'm putting together around grace. So I did a 10-day back-to-school prayer challenge in September. Thanks to you, Ruthie, because I thought, if I'm going to do a challenge, if it's going to be successful, it has to be 30 days. And I remember thinking, good Lord, I can't even pray 30 days in a row. Why would I expect that of anybody else? I thought, okay, 10, that would be a good challenge for me, maybe a challenge for others. And here's what I found, that these prayers that God gave me that I crafted a bit in a form that I could then offer to others on my email, they spoke to people. They spoke to places they were struggling as they would send their kindergartner off to school, afraid that their child was now spending more time with this teacher they don't even know than they were in their home. I knew that because I sent two kids off to kindergarten myself and sat and uttered the same prayers myself. God, protect my children in ways that I can't protect them. Shouldn't that be our prayer all the time? Not just when they're going to kindergarten. but. That's what I had to learn. And that's what I was then able to offer. So here's the cool thing about it. I'm not tech savvy. You know that. It was a huge leap for me to figure out how to create an automation so that every single day for 10 days, people would receive in their inbox part of the prayer challenge. And it worked. (laughs) Now, the first day, there were a couple of glitches. But people were so gracious because that's a language I already speak. So they were speaking it to me as well. So I had to make some changes at the beginning. But we spent 10 full days together learning how to pray. And I had quite a few people come to me or either write to me or people in town here who had read it and said, you need to do something with this. I wish I had these prayers all together. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm working on now. Mm -hmm. It's been quite a few months and it's taken me a while. But that's what I'm working toward putting together to offer people. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought to do that before AOMS. Because truthfully, there were too many steps. There were too many places to fall apart. Too many things I didn't know how to do. Mm -hmm. But it was, again, I showed up to work and I took it one step at a time. And first I wrote the emails. Then I did some research and figured out how to do an automation. And then I did some experimenting. And in a relatively short period of time, I was able to offer people something they really resonated with. And I was so proud of you for that. And if you guys are listening right now and you're thinking, what is she talking about? Automation and the email challenge and all this stuff. (laughs) If you are kind of new to this terminology, just know that we don't start you off with that in Authentic Online Marketing School. We start you with the basics. We give you the tools to slowly let your your lead out and explore the waters. And that's what Jennifer did right from day one. She she went from how do I find my audience and how do I know what people want and how do I know what my content should be to now you regularly do reels. You've become mm-hmm. really comfortable with reels. They are very effective for you for your following and you love your sending your newsletter and you love crafting it because I think part of it is, well, you're a writer, of course, and a speaker. But the other thing is we gave you some pretty cool tools 
inside AOMS to know what to do next with that? What are a couple of those tools that really made the difference for you? That's a perfect question. When you get to the second phase or the second half of the course, when you're looking at emails, Ruthie, will can I tell them about the cafe method? Sure. I won't say very much about it. So there's your tease. You sign up for the class so you can learn her cafe method. So I'll just tell you one of the letters. So the E in the word cafe stands for edge. And I remember when you introduced this, Ruthie, I had no idea what you were talking about. But edge is your personality. It's those things that show up without your thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So for example, I had no idea until your class that I say seriously all the time. Mm-hmm. I actually asked my family, what, what is something that I say all the time? I say it. So I didn't realize I'm the one who's saying it because I'm the one saying it. They said, seriously? I said, no, really, what what is something that I say all the time? And my older son said, seriously? And then he winked at me. And he so he goes, mom, the word is seriously. I didn't realize that I had a personality to offer my readers. And taking your class allowed me to identify what some of those things were. The edge is also the way... You speak in front of other people. It's not just the phrases, but the way you carry yourself and communicate. You know, do you have a warm way of communicating or are you more factual and educational? Are you a combination of both? Are you funny and witty or sarcastic or all of those are part of your edge? And I didn't know I had one. Mm -hmm. But once I keyed into that, it was so much more fun for me to write. And if you were to read my newsletter, from this past week. In fact, the word seriously does show up in that newsletter this past week. It often does because it's part of the way that I carry myself. But anyway, I would say Edge was one of those tools to keep that in mind when I'm writing. And what I went back to earlier is expectations. Not every post, not every newsletter has to be a winner. It doesn't all have to be curated and put together. In fact, Some of my best reels are the ones that came to me after I finished a run and I'm wearing my neon yellow and I'm sweaty and I've got a hairband or something else on and I look terrible, but it's real grace for my real life. That becomes part of my brand. So if you look at my feed, you'll see my bright yellow jacket any time of the year because I've been out running and I had some thoughts after I finished running. Well, at the beginning of the class, I would have showered, put on my makeup, done my hair, cleaned up before I even tried to do anything and take 28 takes. I don't need to do that. I mean, that's what makes your reels uniquely you, part Mm -hmm. of what you do. You have found your niche and Mm -hmm. what works for you and people want real people. They're tired of fake. They want authentic. Yeah. You have translated all of what you offer beautifully into that real grace message. The second thing I wanted to talk about as a creative, a Christian writer or speaker, we want to do our passion and our craft. And we think we don't have time to be on social mm-hmm. or send the email. We think it has to be either or. Mm-hmm. And what I want the listeners to realize is sometimes you have to take a step back and invest in some learning or take some time to get your rhythm down 
just like Jennifer did so that you are in the habit now. You know what your content pillars are on Instagram. You know what you want to offer. You know how to integrate that into your email list because you can repurpose content and expand on content into your email list. Once you get in that habit, then it doesn't have to be all consuming. Jennifer, you just were published again in a Mm -hmm. book and she has learned how to do both. I think maybe you kind of touched on that earlier when you were talking about your organization and deciding your writing day and your Mm -hmm. email day and your cleaning day and all of that. That is exactly right, Ruthie, because when I first came to AOMS, and this has to do with modifying our expectations, Mm -hmm. I thought that I had to create something brand new all the time. And one of the best things that you ever said to me was, repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. And I remember thinking, then people will think I'm creative. People will get bored with what I'm saying. And the truth is, most people don't see what we put out the first time. Everybody knows this statistic. It takes a minimum of seven different types of exposure before you even get people's attention. And when I started to wrap my mind around how that impacts how I speak and write, there was a freedom for me of realizing I don't have to create something new every time. In fact, I'm sabotaging myself and my ministry and my message when I am constantly turning the wheel, trying to turn out new things. Because there are things that I wrote, I don't know, a year ago on my Instagram account that I've literally gone back and they are just as well-received, if not more so, as they were the first time than when I do it the second time. But that's exactly it. It's repurposing. What I write in my newsletter is most of the time content for a little clip that I've put on Instagram. So the publication you just mentioned, the devotional that I'm in called Trusting God, which is coming out this month, I wrote a lot about that in last week's newsletter episode. Well, I pulled out parts of that, which I've highlighted in a reveal this week, in a carousel this week. There's going to be another quote that's going to come out this week, which is a quote from our book. And so that's not new material. It was back in June when I first wrote that. And I'm still using that material because I know it's good Mm -hmm. and because I know people want it and it will be helpful to them. And so I'm just using it in a variety of ways instead of feeling the pressure of having to recreate something else that's good. I know this already works. So why not share this? Why reinvent the wheel? (laughs) Friends, you have content. Mm -hmm. Part of what Ruthie's class does is helps you identify what that content is. And then to be able to package it in a way that is more helpful to people. Because some of your feedback for me, Ruthie, was, "Mm, I'm not sure that's going to land very well. Or other people who are in the class, I don't know what you mean by that. What in the world are you talking about? Now, they were much nicer about it than that. But I needed those voices, too, to say, okay, this is part of what needs to go in the circular file. But this over here, you need to pick up on that because that has more traction. And I can't do that by myself. That was part of the community. So repurposing, yes, that was huge. That was a major game changer for me in terms of being able to still be on social media and not be overcome by it while also doing a newsletter and still working on my speaking and writing in other venues. You have to make it doable. And 
repurposing is one of the ways that you can do that. And if you've done any amount of training with me, you will hear me say that over and over because I do it myself. I just went through uh, a launch and I repurposed so many reels. I repurposed so many emails. I repurposed a lot of stuff, but I know what works. And so the more you do this, the more you'll know what people respond to. Jennifer, this has been great. Thank you for taking the time to sit with us. Tell the folks where they can find you. What is the name of your website? What is your current email prayer opt-in that they can get? So first you can find me at jennifersakata.com. That's Jennifer, like typically spelled. And then Sakata is S-A-K-A-T-A.com. And that is where you will find my website, which was all about real grace for your real life. You can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Sakata or on Facebook at jennifersakata.author. And my current opt-in is the 10 ways to grow in grace. The opt-in that I am currently working on is I am hoping, I don't know if I want to say this out loud. I'm really hoping to create an ebook out of the 10 day prayer challenge that I put together in September. That is in process. I am repurposing. Yes, I sure am. It'll be a little bit yet, but that is my hope. Okay, well, we will have that link. I'll have you send me that direct link so that they can sign up, right? It'll be in the show notes. All of the information that Jennifer just shared with us will be in the show notes. And you can go connect with her on Instagram too. And for you listening out there, Authentic Online Marketing School, the Black Friday launch is over, but you can still check out what we have to offer because we're going to leave the doors open a little bit longer. So you can check out our link in the show notes, or you can go to AuthenticOnlineMarketing.com and hit the menu button that says school, and you can see it right there. We would love to have you join us before the end of December. Class starts January 8th, and it will go for eight weeks, four weeks of Instagram marketing and four weeks of email marketing. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you again, Jennifer. You bet. Bye, Ruthie. Until next time, be sure to share your message, your way, in your own authentic voice. Mm -hmm.